Let's continue on our lessons here. A meeting with the King of Kings. Okay, so let's get started here. We're going to now bring on the table how um, gentle words flow from the inner clarity that we have. We mentioned yesterday and uh, the previous year that we have to constantly repeat to ourselves that emunah is the foundation of all the mitzvot. As it says, the righteous man lives through his emunah. And we explained that length that emunah is primarily not in the mind, but it's in the heart. Emunah in the heart is a grounded awareness of the existence of Hashem. It's not merely an emotional reaction or a feeling of excitement. Rather, just as one is intimately aware of his hand and foot, you have to be aware of the existence of Hashem. And so the soul possesses this awareness because it is elek, chelek, elokami mial, which is a divine portion from above. And being a portion of the divine, it yearns for and seeks its partner, Hashem. As the Pasuk says, Hashem is my portion, says my soul. So therefore, our main work in Emunah is the clear recognition that there is a Creator who is bound with our souls and is the source of all of our holiness. And so how do we access this awareness? In the Gemara Kiddushin, there is a principle that it is the way of the male is to seek out the female. It is not the way of the female to seek out the male. So it's known that Jewish nation, the Jewish nation is compared to a woman, while Hashem is compared to a man, and such as when he's called a man of war. And that being the case, it's the way of Hashem to seek out the Jewish people, not the way of the Jewish people to seek out Hashem. And of course, we can't deny that each Jew must seek out Hashem and find Him. For the Pasuk says, and you will seek Hashem your God from there, and you will find Him if you search for Him with all your heart and with all your soul. However, the source of the search must be an awakening from above. And this awakening from above comes from that heavenly voice that goes forth daily, proclaiming, return wayward children. So repentance, teshuva, is really about returning to Hashem and uncovering the state of Hashem is my portion, says my soul. And in this way, we return to our true condition. And just as when a hand is dislocated, and has to be restored to its position to make the body complete, so much each Jew uncover his true essence, the divine portion. And this is real teshuva, which is to return. So how do we awaken this state? We explained in the previous chapter that the soul is addressed in the manner of, so shall you say, with the verb amira, implying gentle words, to the house of Yaakov. Whereas the body is addressed in the manner of, and tell, with the verb yaged, implying harsh words to the children of Israel. And through the power of gentle amira, one can awaken the soul. And through harsh words, one can break through the barrier that covers the soul, which is the body. So what are those gentle words? Imagine two men, Reuben and Shimon, walking on the road together. And suddenly, Reuben stops Shimon, points to the ground and says, Look, there's a hundred dollar bill. 
Shimon hears and immediately bends down to, to pick it up. So Ruben didn't need to speak harshly to convince Shimon to pick up the money. He only needed to speak simply and gently. Why? Because the money was real. And Shimon's need for money was real. And once he became aware of the money, Shimon naturally wanted to pick it up. So harsh words are needed when you are trying to get someone to do an action that opposes his nature and he's trying to avoid it. So when you want to break through that nature and uncover his true inner will so that he will be agreeable, you have to employ sharp or harsh words. And so the reason the soul is able to suffice with simple, gentle words is that it possesses a high level of clarity. There's nothing inherently stopping it from wanting holiness. So it finds some guidance in that direction. It naturally flows. So to awaken the soul, it's essential that you be clear and not work with vague ideas. And this is similar to the level of clarity needed to render a decision in Torah. On the verse, say to wisdom, you are my sister. Hazal said, if it is as clear to you as the fact that your sister is forbidden to you in marriage, say it. And if not, don't say it. So here too, to awaken the soul, your message must derive from a very clear understanding. And this example may help. A person is driving a car and wants to reach a certain destination. He was never there, so he doesn't know the way. So before he embarks, he receives instructions. Go to the light, turn right, etc. So even after he gets definitive directions, he worries that he didn't hear it clearly or didn't exactly understand or doesn't remember everything precisely and he doesn't know what a particular street looks like. So he worries that the sign might be hidden by trees and so forth. On the other hand, if he was there once, even though a long time has passed and he doesn't exactly remember the way, once someone reminds him of the directions, he's going to recall the old information and know clearly on his own the proper way to get there. Now, this is a fundamental difference be there is between the two cases. Fundamental difference. If the person was never there, even when he hears the directions, he still doesn't know them clearly and his heart is not satisfied. But if he knew them but forgot, once he's reminded, his heart is at peace. And he confidently knows the proper way to to um, the proper way to get there, to proceed. And so the soul comes from a clear world. The Talmud states that Rav Yosef, the son of Rav Yehoshua, returned from the world of truth, the world of Emmets, after clinical death. He told people that what he observed there was a topsy turvy world. The higher people were low. And the lower people were high. He was informed that, in fact, he saw a clear world. So we require clarity if we are to awaken our souls. As long as a person uses concepts of Abodas Hashem that are not totally clear to him, he cannot awaken his soul. The soul can only be awakened by ideas that are absolutely clear and simple. And so when employing such ideas, there's an agreement between the knowledge of the intellect and the recognition of the heart. This which is the soul and the soul can awaken and emerge so if you try to awaken your soul with very with a very deep idea you have a small chance of success only people with very subtle minds can awaken their souls in such a manner and generally the deeper concepts are more complex 
and one cannot sense real simplicity through them. So here's a wonderful example of a very simple idea that can be used to awaken the soul. Approach Hashem and say to Him, Master of the world, you are our Father. And the fact that Hashem is our Father is fixed in every believing Jew. Even if it's not integrated yet in the heart, the awareness that Hashem is our Father is a well-known concept. And it can be used to awaken the soul. So if a person takes a simple fact and analyzes it in depth, he loses the simplicity and falls from the level of a soul to the level of a body. So to awaken the soul, we have to first take the simplest facts and repeat them. Not with intellectual analysis, but with a basic understanding that, that, that these are the true facts. So now let's summarize. We made two points about the nature of the soul. Number one, the soul can sense Hashem as a reality as opposed to the intellect which only knows that there's a creator but doesn't sense him. And number two, the soul relates to a clear world. So to awaken the soul, you must fulfill two conditions. You must clarify to yourself to the extent possible that the fact that you are pondering is true. So for example, we mentioned the fact that Hashem is our father. Just as you recognize your physical father, well, so too in the spiritual world. You have to contemplate and reach the awareness that Hashem is no less a father than your own physical father. And so indeed, Hazal said, there are partners in man, Hashem, one's father, and one's mother. And the parents supply the physical limbs and Hashem breathes in the soul of life. The body recognizes his physical father and so precisely must the soul recognize that it has a spiritual father. So in fact, the soul already knows this deep down, but the knowledge is dormant. And to awaken and uncover the soul, you have to internalize the awareness that the spiritual father is every bit as real as the physical father. And in addition, you should not have a doubtful lineage, not realizing who this father is. So just as in the physical realm, it's generally perfectly clear to you who your father is, so this must be very clear in the spiritual realm. Without this degree of clarity, the soul cannot be awakened. So to awaken, to awaken the soul, we have to employ very simple points that are already known by the mind, as it says, and you shall know today. And you shall know today. So these are at least superficially known by all. But our hearts do not yet sense them. So with them, we can try to reach the level of, and you shall bring it into your heart. And if, however, we feel a need to delve into the depth of a concept, though it's, it's, it's valuable for the mitzvah of Torah study, it's not going to be effective for awakening the simple faith, except for those people with subtle minds. And we explained that before. So here's an example from the material world concerning the sense of taste. If you enjoy a particular food, even if you have already partaken of it many times and there's nothing new about it now, you don't get tired of it. So you may, for example, be happy to eat the same kind of fish every Shabbat. And similarly, a person may hear a song, maybe when that touches you deeply and then you'll be able to listen to it again and again and again and again, even tens of thousands of times. And although you're listening to the exact same recording, and since this recording, this, 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 this recording connects your soul to the song, you love it. 
You love it. And so you see then that even in the material world, if you enjoy something and you find it tasty, you're going to want it again and again. Even, and you'll never even get tired of it. So why don't we find this phenomenon in our Avodah Hashem? So in order to want to review a concept again and again, you have to live up to the Pasuk. Taste and see that Hashem is good. Once you feel this taste, it will no less be no less enjoyable than a food that you enjoy time and time again. The root of the problem is that as long as the soul is not exposed, it's difficult to, to sense this taste of Hashem. Even if you do sense it, even if you do, it will be in a very, very rare occasions. And naturally, it's going to be difficult for you to keep repeating simple facts time after time. And however, simplicity will only be hard in the beginning. After you are privileged to achieve this taste, you're going to be drawn after it like iron to a magnet. We've already said that to awaken the soul, you have to employ two faculties. Number one, the faculty of perceiving these truths as powerfully as any material entity. And number two, the faculty of clarity. If it doesn't seem real or you do not have a clear idea about it, then your soul can, cannot awaken. And from here on, we're going to try to use some simple and clear ideas and clarify each point in detail. And what is the need for all of this? Why? Why must we go down to the smallest details? And we've already said, if an idea is understood superficially, without absolute clarity, the soul cannot be aroused. For example, Hashem is called our Father. And every Jew who observes Torah and meets votes knows and recognizes this description of Hashem. But what if we would stop a person and ask, your biological father is called your father because he caused your birth. But why is Hashem called your father if he's not like your biological father? Why is it about the relationship between Hashem and us that makes him our father? And some will respond that this is only an allegory. But yet the opposite is true. The opposite is true. A human father is the allegory for the father in heaven because Hashem is our most true father and some will respond that he is like a father because he has compassion like a father has on his children and that's only partially correct because compassion is only an outgrowth of fatherhood a father is a father because that is the reality and once he's a father he's naturally naturally shows compassion so if we say that hashem is a father only because he is compassionate we lose the real understanding of father and so even an idea simple as the fact that Hashem is our father cannot be understood clearly unless, unless you have invested effort in study or you've heard something clear about the concept. So you must consider then that the true meaning of Hashem's fatherhood, because we cannot even begin to work on awakening the soul with the concept, with this concept until it becomes crystal clear. We have to try to make every fact clear to us. And we hope, Bezrat Hashem, with Hashem's help, Hashem will give us the privilege, Bezrat Hashem, to awaken all of our souls and uncover His presence in each and every one of us. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen ve'Amen.